Last orders at the bar, please. Welcome to Tavern Tales. These are the adventures of The Rookies, a curated actual play of the tabletop role-playing game Masks, a new generation from Magpie Publishing. Previously on Tavern Tales, most of the group has left for school and arrived there in one way or another, except for George. What's going on with George? Come sit down and drink with the enemy, raise a glass and toast to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my own. So come sit down and laugh with the enemy, raise a glass and sing to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my own. So You're at the public library, George. Mm-hmm. We know that because as you step out onto the thing, we can see the two lions because that's everybody's yeah. image of a public library. There's a clock in the top, too. Yeah, clock <laughs> in the top, two lions mounted on the big stone steps. I feel like there should be some sort of Halcyon City version of UPS or FedEx. What is that? It's like Hermes Express. <laughs> H-E, it's got the winged slipper, is their delivery logo. And Hermes Express, there is a Hermes Express courier standing at the bottom of the steps focus is just on the two of you there are other piece people and whatnot but there are just general outlines that have mm-hmm. been inked and colored this here is this individual wearing something and they have a small package in their hands you know one of those hermes express perfect boxes that could hold up a, a large role-playing game book like the player's handbook for dungeons and dragons okay they're holding that in their hands and they're looking as you hit the top of the steps. Hey, is that that a pizza? You stand at the top of the steps, you greet that individual, yeah. say the lines, and you see the look of dawning recognition on the guy's face as he checks something on a small square black device and he looks down at it, looks up at you and he says, George Grady? That, that's my name. I have a package for you. It said to deliver this at 8.02 here, September 26th. And you sure it's not a pizza as he accepts it? Yeah, it definitely <laughs> did not smell like a pizza. Can you sign here? He shows you the black thing yeah. that he was holding there. And he gives you a long piece of plastic that looks like it could be a pencil or a pen. Yeah. But it does not, like on both sides, it has the same weird plasticky nubbin. And he like... Goes to lick it like you'd like a lick a pencil back in the 60s because that's what yeah, they do. Yeah, and you see the expression on his face yeah. get disgusted when you lick Well, he's like, I'm sure he looks at it and he goes lick and prints George Grady because he doesn't even sign that well. Like he prints George Grady. Well, in his typical signature, which is just the printed, printed. letters of his name. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And hands it back to him. Box is very light. Oh, must be thin crust. <laughs> <laughs> And he opens the box. Oh, actually, he's going to sit down on the steps. To open the guy it. leaves. Yeah. He sits down on the steps. Inside is a letter. It says George on the front of it. It is in a white envelope that is sealed. But it is not the only package that is in there. Because there is also 
a wallet. Weird. So he's going to open the wallet first before the letter. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, describe got- what the wallet looks like. What is your favorite wallet for George? <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be a Carol Burnett wallet. So it's got Carol's face on it. And that's just, yeah, it's Carol, it's Carol Burnett. And it's a Velcro. Sure. Absolutely. Well, I know. What's there Velcro? Yeah, there's Velcro in the 60s. <laughs> Velcro was invented. It didn't always exist. Anyways, yeah. it's a Velcro Carol Burnett wallet. And he opens it up. You have a valid student license, like ID, license in there, and a debit card, all in your name. What the? And there's, you know, the modern couple hundred dollars in modern cash in this in this wallet. And he rubs it together and makes sure it-, it doesn't even feel like real money. It's kind of plasticky. Yeah. It's like in that squeeze. But you have in the last couple of weeks yeah, since you've been that here out. seen that kind of money. But yeah. that is what you're holding in your hands. He's like, what the? Like thought bubble, what the? He doesn't say it out loud. Sure. So he's going to go open the letter to yeah, try and he figure opens out. the letter. And he starts to read it. That does not show us what the contents of the letter are oh. on the page. But you can see George is unhappy at the contents because i will tell you allison that it is a letter from the general himself (laughs) wow yeah okay so it starts very bluntly and i i didn't write this okay i'm just gonna give you the gist of the letter yeah it starts very bluntly so a couple weeks in the library trying to avoid the custodians climbing in and out of that second floor window is not a life to live (laughs) judgy mud (laughs) I know it as well as you. I know you're not going to take my help because I've been there. So here is some money. You'll find in the case as well, a key to an apartment close to school. Take it or not, I don't care. But recognize this, little me. And that's like written really strongly into the letter. Little me. me. You're here for a while. And so George just kind of like deflates. Yeah. And the signed GG, the same way you signed GG. Yeah. Because you like how it also says good game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Butt slap. Anyways. Yeah, and there is, in fact, a key. Yeah. Those brass keys in the envelope. The apartment's address is there as well. He's already on his ID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that son of a. <laughs> and as a result, George Grady is late for school. Oh, yeah. George is always late for everything. <laughs> but this is the reason why. Yeah. But like I wanted to keep that from the flash because I think that's hilarious for a speedster to always be late. Anyways, so he is gutted. You just see him deflate and he doesn't know what to do, but he just he sees the clock or like it probably strikes or something or hears the actually let's say he'll, he heard the bell at school because it's really close to the school and he's like, crap. And he just quickly just without thinking just shoves it all in his overstuffed backpack already, grabs his Tootsie Pot lunchbox classic metal kind and it asked how many looks does it take to get in the center it's completely empty yeah but he and george was probably wondering at this point how he's gonna how eat. he was gonna eat i had, he had no money left he'd spent it all at the cafeteria and on his giant prodigious need for food and that was his last thing of pringles and it seems to be the day you hit rock bottom this letter arrives with this package yeah excuse me what is adora's favorite class history because it's not jim even though jim would be she would be the best at because she can't actually use her powers or her true skills or anything to her full potential what is george's favorite class music he's best friends with the band teacher because they like the same music because he's 65 (laughs) (laughs) and george is basically 65 (laughs) so we go through the day 
you all have your favorite class in school and your least favorite class in school. You also have a homeroom where attendance is taken and all five of you are in the exact same homeroom, which is the history classroom. And your history teacher is your homeroom teacher. So you all have the same homeroom then you have go about your various classes for the day. But this semester, you have both your favorite and your least favorite subjects. So tell me a little bit about your day, Terry. Terry's favorite class is physics. And at the same time, it's also his least favorite because he's wanting to apply the physics that he's learning to build stuff. And so he usually gets distracted partway through while he's learning something Then he's like, oh, this is how this works. And you can see that there's always like pencil contraptions on his desk where he's like making levers and figuring out all the physics there. And then the teacher gets mad at him. So he almost every class ends up either getting some sort of like trouble or sent to detention from. I love it. So first panel physics, you can see there is like a graviton thing with the electrical pulse coming out of it as Terry walks in with a big beaming smile on his face. Second panel, Terry's like looking at it and there's a bunch of other contraptions on his desk. Third panel, the teacher's looking just a shot of the teacher himself or herself 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 the teacher herself looking concerned you can see kind of terry's shoulder in that fourth panel is just a lightning blast fifth panel the whiteboard is blackened and there's a big hole in the middle of it fifth panel terry's looking disappointed teacher's holding a piece of paper that says f on it and the word detention is is said above the teacher's head. Sixth panel is Terry, his over-the-shoulder bag dragging behind him, his shoulders slumped as he only get his silhouette of him leaving class. Yeah, and he does have extracurriculars. Perfect. What does he do for extracurriculars? He's part of the fencing club. Go figure. Yeah, for stealing (laughs) fences. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, George, what's your day like? You're late, so you're automatically (sighs) getting detention. Vice Principal Macterson is standing there, receding hairline, pointing paper detention says on it as it's the very first panel of your school day i have to go to detention at the beginning of the day start of the day you're so late you see detention at the end no, of the day you're like you've gotten a detention i know oh, i got a slip but yeah. i was like i gotta go right now i got class yes and then you because you didn't go to class and you went straight to detention you got more detention yeah <laughs> his actually his first class and he's not so upset that he's late for is history because he actually hates history right because he feels really dumb there and gets really confused and he's the only one asking dumb questions and everyone kind of judges him for not knowing like basic things not just basic stuff but like even stuff that you knew about in like was, the 60s but like you didn't have context for because i was a kid yeah so I'm right. like i don't remember like the most recent thing for me was like the moon landing to me that still like happened like really recently and like everything else i don't remember and i didn't watch a lot of news so he walks in late to history quickly rushes to like sit down and like pulls out his notebook after having to take out about three hoodies to get to it because pile of stuff next to a backpack yeah he's got his history textbook he's pulling out but everybody else is already writing something and there's a bunch of words on the thing and the teacher's looking directly at george and giving george a dirty look and you can see smoke coming off of his notebook because he's writing so fast so that'd be the next panel yeah, so yeah he, the, so the next you see nothing but a blurred hand yeah and smoke yeah okay. yeah and there's smoke going and it right in the next panel you see it's gonna hit the so i'll just add one more thing for history so he has his hand raised and you can see everyone else just kind of like looking right that face frustrated faces i guess and you hear an ug in the top just ugh. 
<laughs> from the whole class. Even the teacher's kind of like, ugh. <laughs> and that's history class. And But next is his favorite class, which is music. And you see him like high five the band teacher. Cool. As he goes to sit behind timpanis. He's a percussionist. Panel one, you see him high fiving the music teacher. Yeah. You can tell the music teacher's there because they've got the podium with yeah. all the music sheets. And he's got, like and a, he's got a baton. Pod. And one of the sheets is falling off the podium yeah. as they high five. Next panel, George banging happily on the timpanis yeah. and smiling away. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. That's his day. History being homeroom, she's like trying to shake off what has happened to her. She walks into the room and just kind of grumpy until she notices that Solarian is already sitting in there in a beam of sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, whatever, like just framed, right? The like grumpy cloud above her head turns into an expression. And then she just tries to like, like find her seat without like falling over her face without like like just trying to like you know like when you side eye trying to look at somebody without actually like trying to look at them (laughs) and so she's like doing that and then gets into her seat and just like pulls out her notebook and like does the slamming it down grabs her pencil and breaks the pencil tip on her notebook and then like has to like angry about everything third panel is you can see the back of george grady with his hand up and the ugh that we saw from george's (laughs) panel is actually coming from adora (laughs) yeah is that fair yeah yeah yeah. i like that she's like behind the loudest ugh for sure (laughs) i don't know if you guys can tell but i've love comic books yeah i like this at one point you know her headphones are around her neck and she's like trying to like like get her hair in the way so she can serendipitously look at solarian without him knowing that she's looking at him to see how the light has made the natural kind of luminescence that is like tapped down in class of course but like glow a little bit more i assume what does she hate jim <laughs> so she's like in gym and she has to like pretend to be mediocre and it sucks so she's, she's not because she's angry oh yeah right so she's like she's spiking things a little bit harder but typically it is her least favorite it's like volleyball for some reason right now everybody and comes out with bleeding nose yeah it's, it's like outdoor she's beach volleyball because it's all outdoors and they're still rebuilding the oh, gym yeah. of the school they're they're yeah. getting the floor of the gym, the new gym down, and they're like practicing on it. They're Boom. still building walls yeah. to the <laughs> thing. And yet. this is important because yeah. it is Solarian's mom who is holding a bunch of architectural blueprint papers out there. And you can see <laughs> the exterior of it is actually being literally constructed out of the building blocks of the world sort of thing with another group. What's the name of the company that is building it that your mom is an architect or the president of? The acronym is IBT and it stands for Impeccable Building Technologies. (laughs) Impeccable. It's one of the impeccable branded companies and IBT is paying for this new gymnasium's construction and built. And it's happening each panel of gym because there's maybe a couple of panels. Yeah. The more it's, of the more of the like gym is there. In than the was background, before. you can actually see as she's playing beach volleyball. But yeah. she's like trying to hold herself back. But then she's like, I just gonna and she spikes it next to somebody's face, and you hear the whiz of the ball, and she pops two volleyballs over the course of gym. A pile of deflated volleyballs stand in front of her. The gym yeah. teachers shrugging with arms open and shoulders up. Yep. Tight, short gym shorts, of course. Is this the 80s? Like, I'm so confused by this school. <laughs> like, the gym teacher seething. looks like Mr. D, but it's a lady. Yeah. Okay. I can. Yeah, I She's got that. She's still seething, even though, like, she managed to, like, let herself go a little bit in gym. 
Salarian's unfortunate first class is also history with George, and he does not like history because with Salarian being so full of himself, he thinks that he was the cause of everything that's happened in history <laughs> in some cosmic form, so he doesn't believe anything that's being said, and so he doesn't really pay attention or give a crap about what's happening in the class. <laughs> so that's the first panel. He's just kind of sitting with his arms crossed, his briefcase is sitting on his desk, and it's not even opened yet. There's a piece of paper on the desk. There's a doodle on it. That's how we can tell that he's not caring about at all what's going on and what's the doodle of. Do you remember in the 90s where there was that S that everyone would draw on there? That's what he's doodled. It's a 3DS. So that's what he's doodled on his desk. And he's just mostly staring at the clock, hoping that the time will count down faster so he can get out of there to his next class, his favorite class, which is chemistry. But because of how much he knows and what he can do, they've moved him to 30 AP. So he's with all like the super smart seniors and stuff like that. And they're kind of indignant that he's there because he's just a junior or sophomore or whatever. So that's his favorite class because he can build more things and see how more things are done with these piddly little elements it's his favorite class because he already knows all of the answers yeah he doesn't like any other class because he doesn't know those things i mean i don't like history because i don't like i don't know the answers but yours is not because of that it's because you have this huge age gap between it's more to do with the fact that you're out of time yeah and history is not really working in your favor here so yeah makes sense i wonder if history is her favorite class because solarian's in it probably But you're also in gym as well. No, he's in gym too. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're in gym together as well. History and gym. Mm. Awkward. So you see that Adora is angry in gym. That's easily noted in your last panel. You're standing there in gym. Deflated volleyballs are all around Adora. Is there a scene or a moment here? You see him staring down at the volleyballs. Adora, my loyal follower. What seems (laughs) to be troubling you? It maybe looks like you're trying to pierce the mask of your colleague here, of your friend. Yeah. So why don't you roll to pierce her mask to get through to her with that question? Good luck with the mundane roll. So you're going to roll plus mundane in order to ask <laughs> the individual questions. There's a list and series of questions, but I'll allow for other ones for this sort of role-playing scenario. Do you have influence over yeah, Adora? I do. Then you get bonus on this roll as a result of that influence that you possess over her. Oh, what bonus do I have? Uh, the influence bonus. It says on the card. Plus one. Just three. plus one. Oh, just plus one. You don't know how important a plus one is. No, but I'm just saying. And what is your mundane? Zero. So you're plus one on this roll. Seven. Perfect. On a seven to nine, you may ask a single question. What are you planning? What would you like me to do? What do you intend to do? How could I get Adora to blank? Cheer up, be less angry, things like that. And how can I, you you already have influence over Adora, so you can't really need to ask that question. And all of those are in your basic moves list right there for Pierce the Mask. And this is the context by which we try to play the game is we're working towards getting you to make these basic moves or your character's playbook moves. Adora, my friend, what's troubling you this morning? I'm going to ask, how do I get her to tell me what's wrong? Notice me, senpai. Oh, God. (laughs) There you go. Yes. <laughs> You're just loaded with that one. You're ready. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. She just wants a uh, conversation with you. She just wants, wants your so attention. Red. Attention. And Marie Claire. Yeah, I know. Both of them went red. Whoa. Who's getting woo? going on here? Uh, yeah. She's getting more red. Like, let me take pictures. They're so, you guys are red. so red. This will be a great photo for our first Instagram one. Uh, you can see how yep. red they are. Yep. How do you want to respond to that? All right. I will notice you, Adora. What's the buzz? Tell me 
What's a happening? You're quoting Jesus Christ Superstar. Yes. <laughs> Vice Principal Macterson almost ran me over this morning and I fell on my face. It was really embarrassing. And now I just want to kill him. But like I can't because that would be bad. Yes, that seems like it would be getting out of hand a little bit too quickly. Have you tried reasoning with the man? No. <laughs> He almost ran me over. And I think that would be a conversation that you would have with someone who almost crushed you with a vehicular unit. I was in the middle of the road at the time. Well, when you have a chance, you tell him exactly how it made you feel. <laughs> okay. So are you attempting to assess the situation or are you trying to comfort or support your friend? Or are you doing a playbook move? Comfort or support. Cool. Why don't you roll plus mundane to see if you can comfort your friend? And you have a plus one on this check. Because you have influence over Adora. Eight, yep. On a hit, they hear you. They get to either mark potential or clear a condition, or you can shift their labels <laughs> if they've opened up to you. <laughs> One of those three things. I'd like to clear my angry. All right, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Aww, that sounds great. Angry <laughs> I like this game. Yeah. This is fun. And, and it's cute. And so Adora is like a cowed and like, <laughs> like just kind of like slumps her shoulders and is like, you're right, it's probably not big deal because you know i can't get kicked out of school and all that stuff and i can't see you anymore and all the rest of the guys and xp stuff okay there's an awkward <laughs> scene where they're standing close but not too close but kind of too close looking at each other and the gym teacher is walking towards them and the next panel is both of you of detention sick <laughs> i assume my mom sees this She's... your mom is busy oh, but because okay. in the background you only see her the one time the rest of the time we see the gym being built and constructed and like it's finished by the time this Jeez. panel of your character's day is done the gym is complete resplendent gorgeous hypertech gymnasium Ooh. that's a double basketball court gymnasium huge to like seating that can slide out and fold out that has super tech lots of different lights and there's a stage on one side where you know, the final address for graduation would happen there and whatnot it's just gorgeous there we go now we know your favorite class and your least favorite class as we turn to xp what was your day start like what's it look like it was fantastic i love everything it's really hard for xpay to pick a least favorite because they're all great xpay gets to learn so much so is all the time. recess your least <laughs> like st like maybe you have a spare and that's your lunch. least favorite <laughs> lunch, lunch is no good no because that's the social time to learn and watch people and see their interactions in a social atmosphere okay so the least favorite thing in the day is when the bell rings it's the end of the day i think so okay yeah. You're so cute. <laughs> I love it. I'm sure it will change. Oh, yeah. Right? Like I'm only a few months old at this point, I think. So obviously, as the school years go goes on, we've all experienced that there's that one thing you slowly begin to not like. So it was a pretty good day for X-Bay. Started with Jim, which is their favorite. They love Jim Kay. because they get to be social and adventurous at the same time, which is great. There's a whole bunch of volleyballs. <laughs> at the start of the day. It's yeah. a big overflowing thing of volleyballs. <laughs> no, not so much. That's <laughs> <laughs> the first panel. Yeah. X-Pay standing in front of the thing, looking excited. Yeah. Yeah. What are the other panels? X-Pay looks at the basket of volleyballs and hasn't actually interacted with this sport yet and goes over and starts just poking. You can see a, a panel of just the finger going towards the ball of curiosity. And there is another student nearby 
and X-Bay shouts out, Hey, what is this? Second panel is XP learning how to spike a volleyball. And X-Bay is actually really good at it. Naturally talented because of their strength. After gym ends, X-Bay heads to their next class, which is literature, which X-Bay also really likes because they're currently learning the English language structure. So it's a very useful class for them so that they can learn to emote themselves and participate in conversations with their team and their friends. So X-Bay is nose to book studying everything they possibly can in the period that they have for this class. One of the students in your later panel classes comes up to you. They have assessed that you love school so very much. They tell you Hey, Pei, yo, did you know about super secret special extra class? (laughs) I did not. What is super secret special class? Yeah, only super secret special kids get to go to super secret special extra class. (laughs) Yeah. There's two other kids behind him that he laughs and pokes at in the panel. And then he says, yeah, it's in... um, It's in the social studies room. Yeah, it's in the social studies room. Starts five minutes after the bell rings. Fantastic. Yeah. That's really super exciting. I will make my way there and I'm super excited to learn more of the super secret super class. Yeah. You just tell them that you're there for debt and shun. Debt and shun? That's right. Okay. And then he pats you like sternly on the back and hurts his hand doing it because you're like hard body, right? Yeah. He's like, ow. And then they walk away and you hear, you see ha 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 coming up off the bubbles of the three of them as they walk away. And in that panel, you just see X-Bay's hand up saying, thanks, buddy. They don't, yeah, it's perfect. Yep. Any other panels that you'd like to do? No. <laughs> Maybe the super special secret clash. <laughs> Duh and shun. Sure, yeah. The last <laughs> panel, the last panel of that is debt and shun. <laughs> you got that, right? Oh, no, I got that as love debt. Okay. <laughs> I don't get it. Detention. Detention. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. (laughs) I'm learning. I'm new. (laughs) So it's exactly like the opening of The Breakfast Club. Yes. All five of you are in the same sort of positions of the characters in like the poster for The Breakfast Club. And it is your favorite history teacher or least favorite history teacher here. Not that you would have history at this time because I don't think it's part of your your semester of classes, but your homeroom teacher is here. So let's define and describe who the homeroom teacher is. And you can all pass this around, starting with Chelsea. What is the homeroom teacher like? She's a very young teacher. Thanks. Great. What's she wearing, Allison? Kind of an older school dress, like with the collar and like it comes out at the waist. Like think Miss Frizzle, but not with space stuff for science from Magic School School Bus. bus. Why would I know anything about the Magic School Bus? You have kids? My kids are not. My kids are too (laughs) young for Magic School Bus. We missed it. Not part of the generation. I'll just so I'll continue she describing have red it. Hair? Is yeah. That... yeah, red frizzy and hair. And she has a lizard. She's just going with I was just going with outfit. her physical. Yeah. So I don't know what that is. Okay. a collared fifties, uh, I guess. Yeah. With the collar and it kind of comes out at the waist. Could be buttoned up all the way yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but it has a nice collar and a design on it. Cool. Does it sleeves? A short sleeves. Miss Lindsay. She's unmarried. She has glasses. And Dora thinks she's really nice. <laughs> cool. She's fairly tall, and because she's single, she always likes to kind of inject that into her history lessons 
about why she's single and how she can't find a partner. I like it. She is quite pale and she has very, very dark hair. It's like a, but a blue black. Mm. And so every time the light from the school lights hit her, the top of her head, there's a blue sheen through it. Very straight, which accentuates the sheen even more so. And the darkness of her hair, I think, makes her look more pale than she actually is. Very fit. She does her exercises. <laughs> You've noticed. <laughs> x likes that. <laughs> <laughs> she sees x and she says, what are you here for? I was told by one of my classmates that this is a super secret special class and I'm super excited to take it. Have a seat. Thanks. <laughs> I'm certain that all of you have studying to do. I'm certain that all of you have reasons for being here. It's literally just the five of you. Yeah. All of you have uh, work to do. Get on it. In the next panel, X-Pay raises their hand and says, I am sure I do have work to do, but I would love to know what we're learning. <laughs> All of the things you didn't learn today, and that is why you are here. I'm confused. Can somebody explain what's happening? Sounds like you would like to assess the situation. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would. Which is not normally used for just figuring shit out. <laughs> but why don't you go ahead and roll to assess the situation? So you'll roll plus superior. Eight. On a seven to nine, you get to ask one of the questions that are on the assess the situation. I'm going to ask, what here can I use to learn? Mm. You have several objects of resource to learn, if you would like to. You have textbooks, which you have there to begin with. But you also have your newfound group here to learn. This is also the social studies room. So there is a couple of laptops that are locked in the corner that you could use to learn if you wished to learn something. But I also ask, what are you going to do next? X-Bay says, oh, hello, friends. Did you guys get invited to the super secret special class too? It was an invitation I didn't really want, but I was given it anyway. I love learning. Very good, X-Bay. What did all of you do? I blew up a whiteboard by accident. Physics, you know. Seems like you to do something like that. They're talking about gravitational ions and all that cool stuff, and I thought I'd make my own prototype, and then it kind of went awry. <laughs> I was late again. How? <laughs> I got distracted. <gasps> yeah. Was it the Pringles can again? Don't. No, it's bigger than Pringles. I got this, like-, like a bag of lace. <laughs> <laughs> Was a Costco club? Miss <laughs> Lindsay has tolerated this back and forth, you can see, but she's been focused on her phone the entire time. She looks up suddenly at the group and she says, do your homework, do your schoolwork. I will be back. And she leaves. What do you do? Oh, till breakfast. So breakfast. I'm going <laughs> to provoke Terry. <laughs> why don't you, instead of using the move, why don't you describe for me what sure. you're going to do and then determine that it is you're provoking someone and you can then roll. Okay, I'm going to rip out a piece of paper out of my notebook and I'm going to rip it into tiny balls of paper and then I'm going to flick them at Terry. Yeah, okay, definitely sounds like you're trying to provoke <laughs> Terry. Why don't you roll to provoke? In an effort to get it into his collar. <laughs> Go ahead. Roll plus superior. I have influence over Terry. So, so you have influence over Terry because why, Terry? I forget why. Why does she have influence? Adora is awesome and uh, you take every chance you get to hang out with them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is playful teasing in your minds. <laughs> 
Oh, 12. Yatsi. Wow. What? I got actually a 14. On a 10 plus, they rise to the bait and they do what you want. So you're going to choose one of the things below and that happens to them. So yeah, you're flicking paper balls at them to provoke them to do what though? What is your intent to provoke them? Because usually provoke is like you're trying to get them to do something specific. I kind of want Terry to, I very much think that Terry is a worthy opponent. And so this is my way of testing his boundaries to think, okay, I'm Okay, so in this strong. instance, it's not a provoke. You're okay. directly engaging a threat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so you've rolled and it's 10 plus. So you yeah. have to pick two of those. Okay. So I'm going to impress him. All right. You impress Terry. Yeah. And? And I'm also going to avoid any of their blows if they come back to like try and can oh I? resist or avoid yeah, their yeah, blows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah, like okay. I'm 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 mentally like prepped. Okay, to so be, like, you're not going to take any conditions yourself. No. You're going to directly impact them. Yeah. So you're going to mark a condition because you've been surprised. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah. There isn't a surprise. There isn't a surprise this one. No, surprise isn't the one. You're going to mark one of these conditions. Oh. You've been surprised and that causes so you. Oh, because you again, eat. surprised is something what happens. Your emotional mm-hmm. reaction is decided upon by you after that. So you decide which of those five causes your reaction to be. You've been surprised. You get a wet paper ball, smacks you in the back of the neck with a wet thunk. And you are? Insecure. So tell us what happens that makes you insecure and how we see that in the the visual. As the wet paper ball hits my neck, I flinch because it shocks me. And then my pants catch on my seat and I tear them. (laughs) And it like tears just so you can see like part of my boxers. And I'm wearing these boxers with happy faces on them. Yeah. So I get really like embarrassed. and And remember... The wet paper ball is the one thing. You're the one who ripped your pants. Yeah. Terry, Terry. Because at the end of the day, Adora chose to resist or avoid any of your blows. So there's no return tete-a-tete that occurs. Because when you directly engage a threat, if you hadn't chosen that, you would have also had to mark a condition. So you chose no condition. Nothing bad happens to you. You are made insecure insecure as a result. What's everybody else up to? I'm going to try and strike up a conversation with XPay to find out how exactly they got here, <laughs> to find out what they did, because they just said he was invited. But I'm, because I'm just going to be like, well, how did you get here, sort of thing. So XPay, we have the whiteboard destroyer, the one who struggles with packaging. Adora and I were looking at each other and got sent here. What did you do that sent you here? I said a classmate told me there was a super special class for me to attend because I love school and they sent me to visit Jess and Shen, which I assume are the teachers but I haven't seen them yet so far which is a little bit confusing. So you're telling me you got sent to Det Enshin? Yeah, Des Enshin. Gesundheit. Unfortunately, my friend, you have been duped. They sent you to detention. Well, is duped, please? They lied to you. Well, why would they do that? Because there is a term that these humans use called they are assholes. <laughs> assholes. I like that word. Yes. That's a nice it. word. Use it well. You're an asshole. <laughs> Not quite the proper context, but we'll learn. Thank you for enlightening me on the situation and teaching me a new word, asshole. <laughs> and duped. And duped. I was actually going to go comfort Terry because I noticed the 
rippage of pants and we've all been there. Yes. Do I do anything with my labels because I did one of my lessons? What do you do? What happens? I don't know the book. When you embody one of your lessons, shift one label up and one label down your choice. If you cause a misunderstanding, collateral damage or unintended consequence in the process, mark potential. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you can mark. You can shift your labels if you want to. Oh, cool. If you want to, yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, I'm going to. Actually, I think you have to. It doesn't say you may. It says shift. Yeah. Hey, you're you're comforting Terry. What do you say? George kind of moves over to where Terry was. He's already kind of close to him. First, he goes through his backpack and finds duct tape because you got duct tape. How much stuff do you have in your backpack? All I have all of the things. I live out of my backpack. Yeah, that's the thing. You never know when you need duct tape. It's the handyman secret weapon. You've been yeah. here for a couple weeks. You have some clothes. I don't yeah. know where you even got most of but these like clothes. But like he rips through his clothes too and gets lots of like, he wrecks all his clothes because he runs too fast and so he carries it. That's how he mends his clothes. I'm saying he carries duct tape because he constantly has to fix yeah, and mend his clothes. Yeah, but there's really no realistic way you would have had duct tape or have carried duct tape into the future or have gone and bought duct tape at this point. No, but it would have been in his backpack when he tra- came from the past. Really? Yeah, because he ha- always rips his clothes because he so. runs too fast. Friction. It's a problem. And he's got big thighs. <laughs> would you like a heart? Yeah, because it's not on your character sheet. It's not something you'd That's ever right. defined before. Well, we don't have a place in a thing. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I will spend a heart to have duct tape and I will always have duct tape now. Now I'm you always now. have duct, duct tape. tape. So, <laughs> George takes his duct tape that he always has and kind of tries to be discreet but it's hard to be discreet duct tape goes and you can see that in the panel that whatever duct tape sound kind of sound is a bunch of r's without asking he just kind of like bends down really close to terry and starts to like duct tape his pants and that's his attempt to comfort it's not a comfort (laughs) you can't even roll not not even you did so awkward you didn't that's fair i'll tell that's fine i'll accept that yes <laughs> he attempted to comfort and he can't even roll because it's just that bad uh-huh yeah <laughs> i'll accept that that seems fair sorry i actually got something from my bull's heart list which was that when your love or rival comforts or supports you mark potential when they roll a hit so that was from earlier what happened i got a potential earlier because i was comforted by solarian oh nice bask in my comfort yeah there you go <laughs> Shockingly comforted. I gotta say, this Salarian is like my favorite character Aaron's ever played. I just love <laughs> yeah, it so I agree. much. So yeah, much fun. I actually, <laughs> actually do shit now. He's really funny S- talks and stuff. <laughs> Suddenly, there's a large chunk of duct tape <laughs> to Awkward. your $300 pants, which could have just been sewn. Um, thanks. Don't I- mention it. That's, uh, I guess, a way to fix it. I mean, I was just going to get Marta to fix it, but... I'm going to say, Allison, your character has to roll to directly engage a threat when you do the... His pants are... Yeah, absolutely. You're going to attack attack the pants of Terry. Please roll to directly engage a threat. Roll plus danger. This is turning into a boy's love romance. (laughs) Roll plus danger. Eight. Cool. Do you have influence over Terry? So it's a nine. And now you get to choose... One of the things below, resist or avoid their blows, from the pants? take something from them, create an opportunity for your ally, which is, I think, would fit for yes. the apply the tape <laughs> yeah. to your friend's <laughs> pants, or impress, surprise, or frighten them. I want to choose to impress him Okay, with great. my ingenuity. Great. Mark a condition. 
and you as well mark a condition as you've been suddenly impressed. Can I be insecure you times two? Insecure twice. It's already occurred. Well, what is, do you do? I'm gonna get angry. And how about you? I'm hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite obvious that your attempt with the tape has not gone yeah. over well. The look Terry gives back at you is one that says you did wrong. Terry is no pissed. Yeah. What does Terry do? Is the duct tape on my pants already? Yes. Okay. I'm going to look at this duct tape. Very unhappy. And what the hell, George? These are like really expensive pants. I could have just sewn them. Seriously. You blow, dude. You blow. I, I, I was just trying to help. Stop trying to help. He grabs the duct tape and he chucks it against the wall. You pull the duct tape right out of George's hands. Yeah, I do. Chuck and then the I wall? chuck it against the wall. I have so little. <laughs> <laughs> It's been, it's been a hard for that duct tape. <laughs> I was getting near the end of the roll, too. Cool. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> you chuck the duct tape. You hurl it with all your might. It hits one of the windows in the social oh, studies no. room <laughs> and bounces off of it and then rolls pitilily towards the foot of the other three characters over here. And you look up to see, and I'm going to make the GM move. I'm going to compare you to others because you know as soon as that hit the window and didn't even break the window, just went bonk (laughs) and rolled back towards the group, that if any of those three had thrown a roll of duct tape, they would have shattered the window entirely. I would have probably blown the wall out of the social It's one of my GM moves to use yeah. against the beacon. Jerk boo. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like it. And it's at that point that Miss Lindsay comes back in. There's something off about her. Can I pick up the duct tape and hide it? Yeah, absolutely. Done. Where are you hiding it? I'm going to pass it back to George. That makes good sense. In an effort to like semi comfort, but I won't have a chance to actually. Yeah. Engage in that. She looks around at you all. Put your seats. Do your work. <sighs> okay. Sorry, Miss Lindsay. I, I hand the duct tape back and we sneakily put it away. Everyone looks at each other uncomfortably. Yep. And that's where we end the first issue. I don't of think this I like this game. class. You're not supposed to be here to golf. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different movie. This concludes this episode of Tavern Tales, a curated masks, a new generation game set in the superhero teenage world of Halcyon City. Our intro and outro music is the song Tavern Tales by the Bad Billy Band. You can find out more about the Bad Billy Band on iTunes or at www.badbillyband.com or follow them on Twitter at Bad Billy Band. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or find us on Twitter at Tavern underscore Tales. We'll be back next week with more of the adventure.